Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands. And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Fellows and girls, every day the city, state, and national offices of civilian defense organizations are swamped with letters from young people like yourselves. And most of these letters ask, what can I do, what part can I take in the national war effort? The writers of these letters are all too young to join the United States Armed Forces, too young to join any of the numerous home defense groups. And yet they ask, isn't there something we can do? Some of you listening now are no doubt among those who have written these letters. And I'll bet many of you who have not written have thought the same thing. Well, the answer is a very simple one, and here it is. You can do your part in civilian defense. You can help to win this war by buying war-saving stamps regularly. How does that help, you ask? How can my dime or 20 or 40 or 50 cents help to win this war? That's easy, too. For instance, your dime, just 10 cents, will buy five forty-five caliber bullets that can be used by our soldiers, sailors, or Marines to knock five Japs or five Nazis out of commission. And believe me, it's going to take a lot of those bullets to knock them all out and win the war. Another thing, 50 cents, which represents five ten-cent or two twenty-five-cent war-saving stamps, will buy enough fuel oil to bring one of our destroyers a full mile closer to the Jap fleet in the Solomon Islands. And you know what happens when our Navy gets close enough to turn on the heat. And here's one more thing for you to think over. If every fellow and girl in the United States bought at least five ten-cent war-saving stamps every day, the amount of money they'd lend to the government would buy enough fighter planes and bombers to blast Hitler's Luftwaffe right out of the air. So remember that each and every dime is important, that buying war-saving stamps is a very important way to help win the war. So why not pledge today to buy war-saving stamps regularly and keep in mind this slogan? Every time you've got a dime, buy a war-saving stamp. And now, the adventures of Superman. A great adventure is in store for all our friends. In our last episode, we heard how editor Perry White had decided to finance an expedition in search of the lost continent of Atlantis, believed to be lying below the surface of the Atlantic Ocean. As we take up our story today, the time is several days later. The place, a private stretch of beach some short distance outside Metropolis. The cold, heavy mist of early dawn hangs low over the water, and through it we can just make out the long gray lines of a submarine lying offshore. Standing on the beach, dimly seen through the gray smoke of dawn, stand four people. Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Editor Perry White, and Jimmy Olsen. Listen. 
look out. That surf is running pretty high up onto the beach. Yes, I just escaped getting my feet wet that time. Well, let's move up the beach a bit. Tide's coming in fast. Golly, it's cold, too. When are we going aboard the submarine? We're going to be inside that submarine for a long time once we get started. Besides, we've got to wait till Dr. Cameron arrives. Well, I can stand it if the rest of you can. It's amazing. Simply amazing. What's amazing, Lois? Well, I keep thinking it was only a few days ago that we were discussing this fantastic expedition in your office, trying to decide if we'd even go along. Now, here we are. There's Dr. Cameron's multi-depth submarine and bathosphere, or whatever you call it, waiting for us offshore. Filled with food and supplies for months. All sorts of scientific paraphernalia. Everything. Well, that's Leander Cameron for you. He may look like a crackpot and act like one. But by golly, he lives up to that motto of his. Be prepared. <laughs> the minute you said we'd go, he told us he'd arrange for everything. Yes. We'd have everything aboard in less than 24 hours. All he needed was the money to pay for it. Mm, I only hope it's worth the money. Even if we don't find the lost continent of Atlantis... What do you we... mean, even? You don't really expect to find it, do you? Well, I say even if we don't find it. People will read the stories in the Daily Planet just for laughs. And I don't care why they buy the paper, just so they buy it. Gosh, I wish we hadn't let that taxi go. Why? Well, we could have sat in that till a doctor got here. Well, if you really want to learn to be a reporter, Jim, you'll have to learn to take it. Yeah, I suppose so. Now, understand, young man, we don't want any trouble from you. The only reason your school principal permitted you to come along was because of the expedition's great educational value. Any monkey shines out of you, though, it's... Uh, 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 wait a minute. What's that? Someone, something is coming. Judging from the racket, it's Dr. Cameron. I've never heard a man make so much noise in my life. Wait, uh, that's not Leander. It's, it's something approaching on a motorcycle. It doesn't look human. Looks like some strange creature out of a nightmare. Clark, what is it? Well, it must be Dr. Cameron. I can't. It just can't be. I tell you, the thing riding on that motorcycle isn't human. Oh, it's human, all right. Only it's wearing a diving outfit. Suit, helmet, the worst. Oh, what? Well, you mean to say that's Dr. Leander Cameron arriving on a motorcycle in a diving suit? Well, now, how did you expect him to arrive? In a taxi and civilian clothes? Oh, that'd be much too normal and ordinary for Dr. Cameron. Holy mackerel, look. He's weaving all over the beach on that thing. We'd better get to a safe place before we'll run down. You're right. He's coming straight forward. No, 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 wait. He's bearing off. Whoa, boy, that was close. Close? Hey. Nothing. Look at me. I'm covered with wet sand from head to foot. Me too. He's swinging around, heading this way. Here he comes again. Look out. Daddy, stop that man. Stop it. Why, well, I can't even steer it. Doctor, look at me. Look out. He's going to fall. Oh, great. Oh, God, he's been killed. I know he's been killed. Oh, dear. Here, we got to get that helmet off. I'll help. Easy, Jim, easy. Wait a minute. Oh, the poor man. Now, hold on to your Good morning. Well, good morning. You made it, I see. Oh, yes, always do. Never say die. Be prepared. That's my motto. Somebody help me collect my gear and scientific paraphernalia. Leander, now, for the love of Pete, will you tell me why you're wearing a diving suit and helmet? Oh, for convenience sake, convenience sake. Convenience? Yes, you see, just as I was leaving my house to come here, I remembered I had not packed my diving outfit. One can't go on a diving expedition without a diving suit, can one? We shall need it before we're through. Uh, yes, but if you'd only tell me I was why forced you... to bring it along, and since I was carrying my usual accoutrements, there was only one way to carry the suit. I wore it. Boy, you've got a reason for everything. Here we've been freezing to death waiting for you. Oh, yes, it is a cold morning, isn't it? Always colder near the water, too. A cup of coffee, anyone? What? 
Don't tell me you've got a thermos of coffee with you. No, but what is there to prevent our making some? Well, you made an ice cream soda for Jimmy the other day, but now uh, don't tell me you're going to whip together some coffee for us now. With rationing upon it? What is rationing to a scientist? A few chemicals tossed lightly together and presto, coffee, a cream of sugar. There'll be no coffee, Leander, till we go aboard and get started. The boat's waiting at the edge of the beach to take us out to the sub. Come on now, let's go. The crew already aboard? Yeah, what there is of them. Three men, they're on the submarine. How do you expect to do it? The Cameron multi-depth submarine in Bathysphere is mine own, Perry. Leave the running of it to me. All right, all right, you run it. Oh, golly, let's go. Wait a minute. Dr. Cameron, what are you going to do with that motorcycle? Take it aboard with me, of course. Well, the submarine is so full now, I'm wondering if we'll be able to come to the surface once we submerge. No room for the motorcycle. No room? No. No room? Of course there's room. I've arranged for everything. Uh A place for everything and everything in its place, I always say. Yes, and I always agree. But how are you going to get that motorcycle stowed aboard the sub? I will show you. You see, I myself constructed this motorcycle. It's very light, made of plastic, you know. And it's collapsible. It's what? The frame, collapsible, the frame folds together so. Then the wheels themselves telescope so, becoming an ASAP on the side. There. Ever see a small package in your life? Oh, Doctor, you amaze me. You're simply astounding. I often think so myself, Miss Lane. Well, if we're ready to go aboard, you it's in the way, says I. Tend to that. Boy, I'll sure be glad to get out of this cold. Let's go. Well, come on, everyone. Let's go down to that dinghy and roll out to the top. Right you are, Perry. We must lose no time in reaching the lost continent of the planet. We've been in this multi-depth submarine of yours for eight hours, and we haven't submerged yet. We keep running on the surface. Golly, I was all excited about going beneath the surface in a submarine. Oh, rather distressing if you went below the surface without a submarine. Oh, a joke. Oh, yes. joke. Are you kidding? <laughs> Jimmy just meant that he's been looking forward to diving in a real submarine, Doctor, and so far the thrill hasn't materialized. Well, why don't we submerge, Leander? It seems to me we're using a good deal of oil for the diesel. We have sufficient for our running schedule. I do not need to say, Perry, that I shouldn't needlessly use oil in these perilous times. Oil is ammunition. However, we must save our batteries and electric motors for underwater use as much as we can. I see what you mean, Doctor. You're referring to the time when we'll be doing a good deal of diving to reach the lost continent of Atlantis. Exactly. Now, it seems to me that... Uh... Yes, Nicodemus? Excuse me, folks. Uh, Doc. I've already said yes, Nicodemus. However, I will repeat it. Yes, Nicodemus? You needn't be sarcastic about it. I wasn't being sarcastic. I merely Sometimes said... Sometimes the way you talk, you think I wasn't wanted around here. Nicodemus, you're too sensitive. All I said I was... know what you said. Well, let it pass. I came to report the batteries are fully charged. I think we ought to submerge for maybe four or five hours. Everything in working order? Would I be submerging if it wasn't? All right, all right. Don't fly off the handle. Go ahead and submerge. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Oh, God. He go around with a chip on his shoulder all the time? Oh, wonderful man, Nicodemus. Wonderful. Best man possible on the submarine. Just one little trouble with him. He's sensitive. Are we going to submerge? Yes, my boy. Last, you're going to have your great thrill. Here you can watch through this porthole over here as we go below the surface. Golly. Well, there's this signal now to stop the diesels and turn on the electric motors. Golly. Look, everybody. The water's coming up over the window. We're submerging. We're submerging. It's exciting, isn't it? Well, I've done it before, but it never fails to float. Now, we won't go far below the surface since there's no need for it. We merely want to change from diesel power to electric, that's all. Even so, just going below the surface is thrilling enough. We're under. Look. Everything's green. 
a sort of light green that's getting darker. Yes, the deeper we go, the darker it'll get, of course. Well, how long can we stay under, Leander? Well, Perry, the ordinary submarine running at from one to one and a half knots can remain below the surface for 30 hours. We can remain below in the Cameron multi-depth submarine in Bathysphere for 37 hours. Seems to me the government could be interested in a submarine like this. Oh, they are, Miss Lane. They've already made certain tests. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. I can't imagine it. Well, it would appear there's trouble afoot. Or should I say underwater? Never mind how you say it. Come on. Golly. What could have happened? I don't know, Jim. I don't know. Nicodemus! Nicodemus! What has happened? No, 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 Tom. Something's gone wrong with the main ballast tanks. I can't close them. You can't close Wait, them? Wait, heavens, man. Doesn't that mean... It means we're going down. We're going down fast. There ain't a thing I can do about it. If there's something wrong with the motor, surely you can fix them. No, it's not the motor, Smith. Something's jammed inside the main ballast tank, which means we can't control the intake or the outlet of water. Golly. But you've got to do something, man. There's nothing I can do. Nothing nobody can do. Oh, golly. If only Superman were here now. What could he do? Well, he could take us back to the surface. He could... Holy mackerel. No, he couldn't. He'd be inside here with us. And to lift the submarine to the surface, he'd have to be on the outside. And how could he get out without letting the water in here? Exactly what I've been thinking myself. Helpless Superman in his guise of Clark Kent stands by with his friends while the submarine drops lower and lower through the ocean depths. Seemingly, there is nothing he can do, and yet, well, perhaps we can leave it to Superman to figure a way out. So be sure to be with us Monday and every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Tune in and follow The Adventures of Superman. Well, there goes Superman until Monday. Meanwhile, don't let the weekend go by without buying your share of war-saving stamps. And remember what I told you at the beginning of this program, you fellas and girls who are too young to join the armed forces or any of the national defense organizations. You can do your part, you can help win this war by buying war-saving stamps. So let's make a pledge right now to buy war-saving stamps regularly. Talk it over tonight with Mother and Dad. Ask them to give you a dime every day or even every other day for war-saving stamps. And then buy some extra ones out of your regular weekly allowance. And see if you can get your friends to buy stamps regularly, too. Or why not organize a war-saving stamp club right in your neighborhood and make this your club slogan. Every time that you've got a dime, buy a war-saving stamp. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is Mutual. <laughs>